What's up? Welcome back to another episode of So Good So Far Podcast. I'm Nicole. I'm Jackie. How's it going? It's going good. I am just uh, getting back into work after my quarantine. It's super hard to go back to work when you've been <laughs> off for 10 days. Yeah. It's so much harder. When you're working every day, it doesn't feel that daunting because it's, like, it's what you know. It's what you've been doing every day. It's like not that big of a deal. Do you miss it at all? I miss, like, feeling productive or, like, my day had some structure to it. Yeah. And so it didn't seem like you got any more done than you normally would. No, I didn't because I was, like, I need to chill. I wasn't, like, I I couldn't just keep going, going, going the way that I was. So yeah. It's really funny that, like, right after we had that episode about how, like, you're stressed and, like, you really need just, like, a break, a full day of just a break and maybe even more than that. Yeah. I was like, I just need two yeah. days off in a row. Got, like ten. Careful what you wish for, people. <laughs> I get it. Ten days off. It was good though. I I was gonna go back earlier, but it ended up just being that I hadn't been away long enough since the time I had been exposed. So I got to be off for a few more days. But yeah, I think I was ready to go back. I needed to get back to my clients. Anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have like a great week last week where I also didn't do anything. I mean, it started out because of quarantine, you know, so I allowed myself to be really lazy, but then it just kind of, you know, when you just like allow yourself to be too lazy, one day, good. Two days, excellent. More than that, you just start to feel terrible about yourself. Mm -hmm. So then when you have like a whole week of it, I feel like you just end up feeling worse than you did when you started. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you get like too much sleep too, it's kind of the same thing. Well, the only thing I really wanted to talk about, because we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. is that while I was on quarantine, I finally watched The Queen's Game. Finally. Finally. Literally after all this time. I, <laughs> I'm i way behind the curve, super late to the party. It's, if you haven't watched it, I'm, I'm sure everybody's watched it. It's so good. It's so good. I don't even know how to explain why it's so good, but it's not just about the story like they really know how to build up the story till the till the end, but yeah. then also keep you like satisfied enough throughout it. Yeah, it's to keep watching. It's so good. The way they do the time period is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, totally. It's like so realistic. Yeah, mm-hmm. costumes phenomenal. Sets God. phenomenal. The main character, I'm like in love with. Her. I'm obsessed with her. Oh, God, she's, she's so, so beautiful. good. She's, so good acting. Yes beautiful like you said she's truly amazing yeah that was like a huge i know she was already in a few things before that but i think this is like huge for her yeah she's amazing she really is and it's interestingly enough it's made chess less dorky of course yeah i knew how to play chess like at one point it was like early high school Paige and i used to play against each other very like bare minimum like baseline it was fun though like we knew the rules yeah. Like I said, the bare you didn't minimum. Know, like the I didn't know. strategy. Yeah, the strategies yeah. and all the different like like openings and Yeah, the different openings yeah, and the, the different endings, yeah. square names. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that. Or like yeah, like you said, end games just know or like what the pieces do. Yeah, I just knew like where the pieces can go and, and how to win. Which piece can take which piece and how to win. Yeah, exactly. And this didn't make me understand chess anymore. It was just so it's good. A, if you haven't seen it for show. some reason. 100% watch it. It's only seven episodes. Yeah. Super You'll watch easy it to get in like two days. Like, you can, I watch it in two days. Yeah. I like only try and watch like an episode of TV a night, like to try to just pace myself and things and not overindulge in TV. Could not do that with Couldn't. this. I had to finish it in two days. And it's so crazy because it's not, it's not so much like it leaves you hanging. It's just so yeah. like rich. That you just want to like see more of this right. girl, especially her they name want is. To see her story. Yeah. I, I, I want to say her name is. I don't. I don't want to just be like the main girl. A- Anya, Anya Taylor Joy or whatever. Anya Taylor Joy. Before I. Yeah, I feel like each episode is kind of self-contained. Yeah, it's like a little uh-huh. movie. Yeah, it's like a little movie. So like you feel satisfied at the end of each one, but it's so good that you're like, I just want to watch, be more in, involved in this world. Yeah. You know. It's you. It's just so, I don't know how else to describe it, but like delectable. Like you just feel like you can't get enough. It's not like it leaves you hanging so much that you're like, oh my God, like that's Mm -hmm. such a cliffhanger. What happens next? You know, it's more of just like, I got to see the next episode. It's just, and I I even felt like satisfied at the end where Mm -hmm. I was like, 
if they didn't make a like season two, which I don't feel like they are gonna, yeah. but if they didn't, I would be okay because I felt like satisfied in that. Yeah, end. like I feel good about what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. that also reminds me of this hilarious like review that I saw on it. Like someone posted the review of like that guy who um that it's like the guy that she plays in high school maybe. Is it the one that comes and like lives with her? Yeah, yeah, that one. And the review is like. If they procreated, their eyes would be the perfect distance apart. <laughs> oh my god, that is so that terrible. Guy is, he, he has such close eyes, and then she, her eyes are so far apart. So <laughs> <laughs> if they procreated, they'd be the perfect. Oh apart. my god, what's his name in the show? Um, like Henry or something. I don't know. Yeah, no. She like calls him Harry? by his last name, Harry Beaker Beltic. 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 Yeah. Right. Fuck, I already want to watch it again. I it's know. So it's so good. Good. Yeah, Harry Beltic. It's so good. Anyway, so we have a really great guest on today. I know her through my brothers. She was a friend of my brothers growing up, and she's involved in social media marketing. We are going to have a conversation with her about fashion, beauty, and representation within social media and get her viewpoint on it because I think she has a very unique one. So we'll be right back to that. Welcome back. We are now bringing our guest on. She's a writer, an aspiring editor, and a social media supervisor. Please welcome Jordan McClendon. Jordan? Hi, how's it going? Thank you so much for coming on. When I had like seen you last time, we had a really short but good discussion about social media and the like lack of inclusion of you know just anyone but white people in the space and so we wanted to like bring you on to talk more about it and first we wanted to like get to know you a little bit more feel free to share however much you're comfortable well yeah thank you so much for having me on um i won't bore you with a bunch of my life story details but um i was raised in colorado by my mom and when i was a junior in high school i found the dream college that i wanted to go to And so I went back to school and I was like, I want to get out of here. So I talked to my advisor and I told him, can I graduate here early? Is that possible for me? Um, He gave me a little bit of pushback, but then eventually he let me do it. And I signed up for extra classes and I graduated a year early. So yeah, that brought me to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. And from there, I've been in the fashion industry for like, since I was 17. Wow, that's so cool. So how long was that program? How many years was that for? Was it a four-year? It's a two-year program, so oh, you can okay. get your associates there. Um, oh, okay. And some people say to get their bachelor's. I almost did, but I decided I just wanted my associates. Just wanted to get into it? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So did you stay in LA after that and like keep working in fashion there, or did you move back to Colorado? I moved back um, in 2016, but I ended up, yeah, I got my associates there, and then I came here to finish more school. So I got my communications degree out here, too. Oh, yeah. cool. And so... Did you have like a plan for like kind of combining those two? Like you wanted to combine communications and what you learned at the Fashion Institute? Yes, actually, yeah. So it's funny when I was um, at FITM, I studied fashion design was my um, my major. But while I was there, I studied a lot of um, I did a lot of internships. So I interned in like the social media, marketing and editorial field. And then I realized that communications is kind of like a bridge to that. So I wanted to study that out more and to see how I can combine it and find a job afterwards. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like those really go, you know, hand in hand. Like you need good communication skills to, you know, market fashion. And also because it's like an art, art just needs to be communicated in some way so that people can understand it. So yeah, it goes together really well Mm -hmm. uh what like drew you to that what what about like fashion beauty like appealed to you yeah I didn't even know a school like that existed to be Mm -hmm. honest so I was like this is like Disneyland (laughs) this is so cool and I just really wanted to get out of Denver I didn't really know what I wanted to do but I know I wanted to be um in the arts and so for me like the fashion industry that's a place where you can really express yourself and there's a lot of creative voices and just people out there so yeah I just kind of decided from there that that's what I wanted to do. (laughs) 
and like when you were there you're like this just feels like my calling yeah yeah the it was really rigorous to get into the program you had to do like a whole portfolio um and then like when you're in high school that's just like yeah you're like i don't even have any work yeah our portfolio i didn't take any art classes or anything in high school so it was very different so i just i don't know i like to challenge myself and i liked that go getting into finna was a challenge yeah yeah i was gonna say that's probably a hard like program to get into yeah it's probably a low acceptance rate Honestly, the acceptance rate was really high because oh, I, really? I think they wanted money, but oh. the dropout rate was even higher. Wow. Yeah, oh, it was really hard for them to keep people. Interesting. Yeah, because people think fashion school, like, oh, you go in, it's fun, you can sketch and, like, do right. cutesy stuff, but it was pretty it was rigorous. crazy. Yeah. 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 So, like, like, people who are just like, I've just watched a lot of Project Runway, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, um, Lauren from The Hills, she went to that school. Amanda Bynes went there. So, like, people think that, like, oh, like, if all these celebrities can go to this school, then I can do it. And honestly, they don't even last. Like, I don't think Lauren went past her second or third quarter. And then I think Amanda Bynes did graduate. What was was it like when you were there? Um, Well, it definitely took me longer to graduate just because I really did want to do internships. I realized that that fashion design isn't the only thing I want to be well-versed in. So yeah, I interned like it was a sport. So I was going to say, it sounded like you did a ton of internships. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it was, the classes were like two and a half hours. Some of them were eight hours long. We had a lot of studio classes. It was like a sweatshop most of the time. Eight hours? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just I that just registered in my brain. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was crazy. I mean oh it went by God. fast. That is <laughs> sorry. Like, I'm like really like, so delayed. It's just like because I was like, wait, how long are the classes I went to? And I was like fifteen wait, minutes. Like, literally like yeah. fifteen minutes. Wait. Or like even like labs were like three hours and I was like, this get me out crazy. of this. This is too long. Yeah. yeah. Well when I went to so I went to CU Denver after this and like having an hour and fifteen minute classes, I was like, this is it. Like this is so <laughs> short. This is yeah. so easy. Yeah. Like how does anyone get work done? But then like you can go home and live a normal life. But mm-hmm. those eight hour right. classes you do get a break. You're just like sewing or sketching or pattern drafting and it goes by fast because you really do need that time for yeah. studio. But how yeah. often was it? Once we would meet in class once a week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. so when you were there, did it feel like the space was non-judgmental or did you feel like you didn't really fit in there? Like maybe a lot of people would say that they feel sort of imposter syndrome if they were doing creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it was the first time that I saw um, trans people or just like other women that different races other than white or black. Mm-hmm. So I felt really accepted and just like able to. I don't know, I just kind of like felt like I fit, but yeah. I also just kind of felt like a face in the crowd because everyone was so unique. Um, uh-huh. So I wasn't like, you know, that one black girl at school. Like, right. There was just so many of us, so mm-hmm. that was really cool to see. Yeah. Did it feel really competitive or like, I don't know, LA kind of seems like such a competitive place and people were probably coming from all over the country to go to that school. Like, did it feel like everyone was trying to be the best or did it feel more like a community of like, creatives oh it was so competitive really oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh it was like the guys there was a small circle of guys that went to fit them they were incredible but they can tear you down so fast because like they're just so good at what they do uh, but yeah there was a lot of competition especially in the fashion design um area there's other majors there but the fashion design one i like didn't have any friends because no one talks to each other like everyone's trying to like race against each other because if you do well enough then you can sign up to be in like this other program for a year and then you have your own fashion show um yeah so people are constantly fighting for that so i wanted to wiggle my way out of that and that's why i went more to the editorial field which is also still competitive but it's not as competitive yeah um as the fashion design area so that's just like so odd because to me you seem like such an extrovert so that must have been like really hard to be like in class and be like no one wants to be my friend here okay that's fine yeah you just just, I mean you just don't talk to each other everyone's just like sewing in silence or like trying to get their stuff done and then I had friends outside of my major which was good like my best friend from middle school she went there and we had our own friend group but like in class like it's a wrap you don't talk oh to anyone gosh. that's so crazy yeah that's crazy not like in the past few months but I think before that mm-hmm. was it your own stuff or were you it kind of looked like you were modeling other people's stuff was it yeah I, I model here and there nothing professional like I don't get paid but just like if anyone needs me then I'll be like sure yeah but just like different local designers or uh-huh. if um the magazine that I was working for, like if they ever needed something, then I would also do that for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What a dream. It yeah. is dream fun job. here. Like, it doesn't feel competitive here because yeah. it's such a small community um, in the fashion industry here. And, like, everyone knows each other. Everyone's so supportive. And, like, I was so new onto the team. And they're like, oh, you you know, you can ask some of the designers if you could wear their clothes. I'm like, what? Yeah. And so, like, here am I. Like, I'm just emailing these, <laughs> these designers I've never met. And all I had to say was, like, hey, like, I, I work with this magazine. Like, can I wear some of your outfits to um, Denver Fashion Week? And they were so nice to me. Like, the fittings, so nice. And they just let me, wow. you know, take their clothes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. So, it was it's just so cool to see that. And I really, I think that's one thing that I really do miss um, just with COVID and everything. Like, it's just really hard to bond with that community right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have the events and everything. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I um, didn't realize there was, like, any fashion community here. I mean, I guess there's, like, everywhere. There's communities of anything anywhere, but I just, like, for some reason didn't even think it. Because, like, people in Colorado, it's not that they don't have good style. It's just that they don't have good style. It's yeah. mostly, like, everyone here. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. <laughs> everyone here is always wearing, like, athletic clothes, too. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's the athleisure. It's a common thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just That's athleisure. literally what That's it is. What, That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It's, like, everyone always looks like they just hiked a mountain or they're – about, about to go to, to yoga class. class. Yeah, about to go to yoga class, <laughs> yeah, walking their dog. Yeah. It's, like, it's people, so funny. Or like they're like wearing flannels or something, and you're like, that's not fashion. It's high fashion. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> Honestly, like my style has changed significantly since I've moved back here. Because I didn't uh-huh. know that Denver had like an, a fashion community either, but I'm way more relaxed now than how I used to dress in LA, and it makes me sad, but also I'm way more comfortable. <laughs> Every time I put on jeans, I'm like, am I sure about this? <laughs> yeah, do I really? Do I really <laughs> is this really who I am? I yeah. don't know. Like I could just throw on some joggers right now. Yeah. Call it a yeah. day. Yeah, call it a day. Especially <laughs> with COVID. You're like, I'm not even leaving my house. I'm not putting on jeans. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting dressed. Exactly. It's so crazy in LA. I had a friend that was living out there and I'd like go visit him. And he, we would be like going to brunch and he'd be like, we have to like look cute. You know, we're like going to Abbot Kinney mm-hmm. or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much stress. I could not imagine like trying to be wearing the most like up-to-date trends all the time, always looking good. And that's what it feels like. It's so stressful. There. I, yeah. I dabbled in the influencer realm. Like I wanted to be like an influencer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, like trying to be on brand all the time or like trying to dress up every day, like even to go to the grocery store, like mm-hmm. you really did have to be on point. That's so yeah. crazy yeah. to me. It's a lot of work. It was, ex- it was exhausting. I like, <laughs> yeah. So, so like, I mean, I feel like when you live in LA, you kind of get not like pushed into it, but like definitely you're around so much like influencing and that's like really normal that there's influencers all the time did that kind of get you into social media a lot and then you wanted to go into communications because of it or was it just like kind of all at the same time it's kind of like all at the same time I noticed because this was like the peak of like ooh, all these social influencers are coming on Instagram but yeah I noticed that like there just weren't any black influencers yeah and so I really wanted to step into that and like try to figure out like what is working like what's not working and the current internship that I had we worked a lot with influencers and I don't know I was just really intrigued by this world and I wanted to see like oh is this something that I can do mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we were just talking about that last episode we talked about like dream jobs and influencing seems like really great just because you can live your life the way that you're living it mm-hmm. and then just like add camera and like obviously there's a lot more work that goes into it mm-hmm. but you don't have to like work for anyone and you don't have to structure your life around anyone else mm-hmm. you can just do your own thing and like we kind of ended up agreeing that a dream job is one where you can work for yourself and and do what you want to do and so that's why like influencing is like really attractive I think although there's like a lot of problems with influencing and how long is it going to last it's like right like not only sustainable yeah is it sustainable for a person and is social media sustainable so what are your thoughts on social media just in general but Mm -hmm. also like influencing and how do you feel about it now yeah well I mean, just even like with the influencer world, your brain is never really off. Like you're always working. Um, So everywhere you go, if you're like out to dinner with your friends, like, oh, I need a picture right now. Or, oh, I need a picture of my food. Mm -hmm. Like, when are you resting? But yeah, just even now, like in my role, like working as a social media supervisor, it has taught me so much. Um, It's really not this cutesy job where you're just posting content and making the feed look pretty. Like it is a part of the job. That's also a very small percentage of it. It is a lot of knowing just like what the hell is going on in the world. And it's a mixture of being analytical and creative at the same time. And just knowing like when to react to certain things. But I I mean, I love social media. Like I think it's such a unique tool and it's used in many different ways. And I think that, you know, we use social media to stay informed or to relax, to distract ourselves, market connect, whatever. 
But I think as it continues to evolve, like we are seeing how it's affecting like different companies or even starting like social justice campaigns, like the Me Too movement mm. was all started just with a hashtag. So yeah. um, I just think it's very amazing like what can be done and like how it is evolving. Yeah. yeah. Such an integral part of our life now that we can't be like whatever, like let's just use it for only fun because there is a lot of business that goes on. And in a way it's, I think it's better because I trust companies on like Instagram more than I do just like in a department store because I can get to know them via their Instagram page and like read about them and stuff like that. When you like walk into like a department store, like really any store, you can't read about the brand. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a way for businesses to be more trustworthy. Yeah, I was gonna say like more transparent too. It's like you really see all of it. If something's going wrong, like you're gonna see it in the comments. (laughs) You know, it's like there's Mm -hmm. no, they can't hide behind like the facade of like a brick and mortar store all the time Mm -hmm. or something. It also like with influencers, if you find an influencer that you trust and they make a recommendation, it's way better than if you just like randomly find it yeah so. and if it just pops up yeah. yeah and like even to your guys's point of like trusting brands on instagram i actually have the funniest story it was while i was here at school i was working for this like faith-based christian store and it was like the epitome of christian girl autumn like i'm not gonna mention <laughs> names yeah when i was working there we all got an email from our manager and she's like mm, some of you have been dressing off brands and if you need any re- a reminder just check out our instagram and I was like, I don't know who you're talking to, but I was intrigued, so I looked at the Instagram anyway. And what I saw was like, I was mortified. It was the complete opposite of diverse. It was like, honestly, it was just all these white girls. And the only time you did see a person of color was like a small African or like Hispanic child <gasps> that they were holding on their mission trips. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> oh like, God. it was just like peak white savior complex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was just so shocked. I it's, didn't know what to it's do. It's worse than just having an all white Instagram. It's like, it's, it's so it's much worse. Complex. Yeah. yeah. Worse, the yeah. tokenism, the savior, yeah. like it was bad. And I didn't, I didn't know what else to do, but message my, my boss. And I was like, Hey, like, you know, I know you don't run the Instagram. I know this is corporate, but like, I pretty much just like told her everything that I see wrong and like how we can change. And like, this just doesn't look good, especially for like a faith-based company. Like you guys already have a hard time in the first place. Like this does not look good. Yeah. So I just sent it. I didn't know what was going to happen at that point. I was like, okay, like I'm just going to go to work and see. But I went to work and then I was, I didn't hear from her yet, but then she called me into our office and I was like, oh God, like she's going to tear me apart. (laughs) But honestly, she profusely apologized and she's like, I I sent your email to corporate and they also want to apologize. And um, we really do want to change. And like, we see how this is wrong. And, um, that was like years ago, but I still check on the Instagram today and it is, it is different, but from like where they are at, like they, where they were at, it is significantly different from Mm -hmm. how it looked. Cause like now it is a little bit more diverse. So they're not like showcasing like, Oh, look at these children I'm taking care of. But yeah, yeah, like it is, it is just a lot about like speaking up and just like, yeah. Yeah. Telling brands like this is not okay. I think that like, it's kind of crazy too, cause they could, a faith-based brand like are already probably struggles but they're missing like a demographic Mm. there it's like you could be appealing to like more than just like white christian girls there's like christians Mm. of all different colors right and sizes yeah Yeah, exactly yeah do they like kind of only have some certain sizes or were they only putting that on their instagram they were only showcasing that on the Instagram. And it's mm-hmm. funny because at that store, that specific store, it was a pretty diverse store. Like our all these sales associates, they were like pretty diverse. There were other like half black girls, um, Hispanic girls, like all different sizes too. So I was really confused. I'm like, our store looks this way, but the Instagram does not. Like mm-hmm. something's not adding up. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it also is like, to me, it's almost like racist to be like, Hey, you're not wearing these clothes from our store in the way that we want you to. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the in, at the Instagram where it's all white people wearing the clothes that <laughs> yeah, it's way, like, check this out. And you're like, oh, I can't wear the clothes I that way. I can't wear I'm the clothes that way. So. Yeah, <laughs> like this is it's not. Yeah, and that's it's funny because the assistant manager she actually came up and apologized. Also, she goes, I just can't believe I sent you to the Instagram with it looking like that. Like I that was not my intention. Like I'm mm-hmm, so right. sorry. But they just weren't aware, you know. Like right. if everyone thinks the same and looks the same and there's no one else there to like call it out then nothing's going to change right yeah. and I think that was their whole thing like they didn't have anyone that was going to call them out on anything because they're just used to like this one demographic and mm-hmm. I think it is pretty southern based too yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah it seems like that's the key reason I mean there's many reasons why but it's like a key reason why diversity is so important mm-hmm. in the workplace and just like 
on social media because you don't notice that you're being tone deaf yeah unless someone's calling it out like Mm -hmm. that that's kind of what made the blm movement so powerful because Mm -hmm. it was like people calling out people who have never been called out before Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's so true like brands they need to have it ingrained in their core values from the Mm get-go and then now they're i feel like a lot of brands are trying to play catch-up but it's like Mm -hmm. how do they do that in the right way Right, exactly. Yeah. With that's not just like performative or yeah, mm-hmm. just putting on this facade and being like we're diverse. It's yeah. like, are you actually creating a safe and welcoming environment to everyone coming into your space and also working for your company, or is this just what you're trying to put a front up so that you're not getting like bashed yeah. or something? It, it mm-hmm. also seemed like a lot of companies. Uh, they would be like, okay, this is what we're going to do in response to BLM. And it was all, it was like kind of like similar to like white savior complex or just like, how can we throw money at this Mm -hmm. and make it seem like we care about this instead of maybe changing the way that we do things institutionally. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like that just from the brand point of view, like they have to take a step back and just look in internally, like how can we continue this effort and like not tokenize these efforts, especially Mm -hmm. like even just with bringing new members on the team, not because, oh, like I should hire like this Asian lady or I should hire, you know, a black girl because like we need to be more woke, but just like, no, like the brand really does need to change. And like, this is how, and like, these are the people that are going to help enact that change. But it, it is hard. Like you see it a lot, like with, you know, a lot of brands have just posted a black square and then they haven't done anything else. Right. So, you know, I think it is up to people on social media and their community to just call them out and be like, okay, well, what else? And a lot of that is just like listening to your target audience and earning the trust too of like that new audience that you want to engage with, mm-hmm. which is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. So how would you say, like, what, what are your thoughts on representation in the influencing community Mm -hmm. um do you feel like that's something that's like pretty for lack of a better term like whitewashed like the most popular influencers are like typically white women or Mm -hmm. when you were kind of thinking about doing influencing I know you touched on it a little bit but what were your thoughts on it at the time because even that was that was like probably a few years ago yeah yeah Yeah, I think it is very whitewashed like are black women the most influential people no like I think there in some facets we are like with music Mm -hmm. or just you know but then that's appropriation at some point like yeah people like to pick and choose what they want to be influenced by by black women but as a whole like taking us as we are it's not that easy and honestly it makes me think of this commercial there's this old commercial by all may I think it's like five to seven years old but it featured Carrie Underwood and it featured her song like beautiful perfect all-american girl and throughout the video, it's just playing that song and Carrie Underwood is in her uh, American flag shirt. And then she's also, there's like little girls running around with their American flag. And then another little girl at her gymnastics class, also wearing American flag leotard. And all these girls were white and blonde. And it was just talking throughout the whole commercial about prime American beauty. And then it ended with all May, simply American. And so... I don't know, like, what message do you pick up from that? Like, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, women that look like me, like, that tells me that I'm not the beauty standard and I'm not an American beauty. So, yeah, I just think it's really hard to, like, combat against that where we're being fed this narrative over and over again. Mm -hmm. I I don't really know the, like, history behind this. And so this is more of a question. In, like, the recent years, I feel like the black community has been, like, we want to say that we're black not like Mm african-american first of all it like excludes black people who aren't african Mm -hmm. and then also it like gives the implication yeah that like they're only like half like it's only like half american right like yeah really american you're african-american it's like that's not it it gives like white people are like fully american Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah exactly like we don't say like white american or like you know right so like people don't say they're irish american unless like they're literally just immigrated like the previous generation or something mm-hmm. like that you know people who have been here for centuries are like african-american and it just seems like there's like kind of a disconnect there right yeah because it's like you know a lot of black people are mixed with so many different things so it's hard to originate like where exactly they came from so it's like if i say african-american am i being like am i correct if i'm like if yeah. I've, my family's been here for years like hundreds of years and i don't know like who's intertwined with who so like, yeah totally you know. or like people who are Caribbean they're not from Africa so Mm -hmm. if they come here and people are like 
African Americans, you're like, well, I'm not African, yeah. so like, please stop <laughs> saying that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know that to me that like made so much sense, but I feel like like older people are like it's PC to say African American, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, it's like, why are you afraid of the word black? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Black is fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To go more into like the influencing stuff and like the marketing, do you feel like BLM kind of shifted that? I feel like it definitely put the spotlight more on black owned companies Mm -hmm. do you think like it kind of got a little bit better or I think we're like I don't think everything is like perfect and like change I think people are listening and I think people are starting to wake up but yeah I think we're on a on a good start yeah yeah do you this is like kind of random but Mm -hmm. do you have like any favorite companies that are specifically black owned yeah, I'm actually looking to a few right now. Um, nice. There's one called the uh, Black Girl Sunscreen. First of all, I didn't even know that like <laughs> I'm supposed to use sunscreen. I'm like, what? But everyone gets skin cancer. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's specifically for melanated skin. So I've been checking them out. And then I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but it's called uh, Bergio. And they're, they're also black women owned, but they're good for like all hair types. Their Instagram is beautiful and they're sold at Ulta too. So I've been checking them out. Cool. Mm-hmm. There is one that I like swear by. It's called Honey Pot. Have you the used this? Pot, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I literally like love their products so much mm-hmm. and they're black owned. And yeah, I had to give them a shout out because oh my they're just so great. Like, I know. I really want to do a partnership with them. Oh my yeah. gosh. That'd be so yeah. cool. Yeah, I would ask them to do a partnership, but I feel like that's like really unfair because I don't want to like take away partnerships from like black people. Oh no. I mean... To- that, I think that's what's that's what's hard right now is that I don't want people to feel like, oh, I'm taking away if I want to mm-hmm. elevate and amplify yeah. this company. And so that is totally okay. Like if yeah. you want to do a partnership and elevate and amplify with the company, then yeah, it, I was going back and forth on it about asking them because for one thing, I feel like I, you know, if they only have a certain number of like brand, brand, like brand ambassadors. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to like take it away from a black person who like, you know, is looking for their way into the influencing world but also the best way to elevate black companies is bring black companies into a space that's not only black you know because if only black people are supporting black companies it's still never they're still never going to be as successful as like white companies because both black people and white people and all different races are supporting those companies already so yeah they get the masses yeah. rather than just like this one like set group yeah, right yeah. right so we also wanted to talk a little bit more about like why representation in social media specifically is so important. So we talked a little bit about why diversity in workplaces is important because mm-hmm. getting that point of view can increase their awareness of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But in social media, why is it why why do you want to see more black influencers? Yeah. I think for me personally like the only media that I was digesting growing up was just like people that didn't look like me whether it was like the Disney Channel or the CW, like it was just, it was just really white. And then to make matters worse, like I grew up in Aurora, Colorado, which also yeah. isn't mm-hmm. very diverse. Yeah. So Aurora is like the most diverse part of Colorado and it's yeah. still not great. Yeah. Which and is the sad part. Like, yeah. Not diverse. Yeah. It still isn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just like didn't have that representation that I was craving. So in a sense, like I had this dysmorphia of like, how am I supposed to look and like my internal beauty standards And I think it wasn't until I was in LA where I did start to see like a little bit more of an influx of like black women on TV or at least on Instagram or Pinterest. So I decided to finally start wearing my hair natural. Like all my life, I straightened my hair. Like it was disgusting. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, (laughs) in high school, it was dead. Your hair was always straight. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was really bad. And so since then, I the only media that I did digest during that time, I would just look up black women on Pinterest and look up like natural curly hair, natural coily hair. And I would just look at that for months. And then um, on YouTube, I would only watch like natural hair tutorials or natural hair journey videos for hours on end. So in a way, I was like rewiring my brain and like brainwashing myself for just like the years and years of that I didn't get that kind of content. Mm So I think it's just really it's just really important, you know, to like be able to see yourself and like resonate with something that is you and that does look like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I think especially it's important too with so many young people, like kids and teenagers aren't so much watching TV now. They're on social media and they're on. And so I think it's even more, I mean, obviously it's always been important, but with that being one of the main sources of information and entertainment for Mm -hmm. the younger generation, 
it's just so important for them to see that representation and have it not be something that's so radical it's like this is just how it is this is just how the world is you know Mm -hmm. it's so much more like you're they're being exposed to so much more at that time we were growing up with just disney channel and these really whitewashed forms of entertainment and now that there's like tiktok and instagram and youtube there's so many more avenues of entertainment that i think it's really important that those spaces are having like the representation that's yes that represents what the world actually is you know not just like their little rural town or something yeah yeah yeah. I just feel like it it really has changed like even today on TikTok I always watch TikTok when I get ready in the morning yeah (laughs) but I just saw like all these black girls on TikTok I'm like oh my gosh like this is what we're like this is what we've needed or just like even seeing Tasha on the bachelorette like just little stuff like that it does mean so much because it tells you that we fit into all these different roles too like we are um, likable we're lovable like we can do these things we're not just the set character just even growing up like there was like the sidekick black best friend and we right. were always fed the same narrative of like where a black woman's place should be in real life and in the media and so now it's just it's it's really is changing yeah, yeah. to be honest where like hate comes from or like racism in general is just it comes from fear and unknown and Mm -hmm. it's because people haven't been exposed to it like I mean if you were in Colorado and you know you went to Nicole's school I feel like our school had a little bit more representation Mm -hmm. or like diversity but if you went to Nicole's school and you lived there your whole life and you didn't really interact with like any other races yeah it is going to be kind of confusing when you're looking at media tv shows instagram and you see those people that don't look like you mm-hmm. you know and they're being portrayed in a certain yeah. way so it's mm-hmm. like how do you interact with them but yeah that actually that happened to me like I, I went to one high school for two years and then I went to a different high school my last year and it was so different like this high school was way more diverse than my first one and it was like the first time that I was around black people Dude. the first time I saw black girls that looked like me and they didn't have to like over arch their blackness they were just they're just girls yeah and like it wasn't just i don't or, know or like toned down yeah or toned down it's, mm-hmm. it's either or it's just like you can't just be who you are yeah in yeah. your blackness you either have to overplay it or you have to underplay it yeah. yeah yeah so that was a really awesome conversation i felt like i learned a lot and to learn more about you personally uh, we want to play a game that we play with most of our guests called not my cup of tea okay where we'll ask you questions and you'll say if it's your cup of tea. So we'll be right back with that. Now we are back to play Not My Cup of Tea with Jordan. Um, we're doing kind of a themed Not My Cup of Tea. We're doing like fashion trends and makeup and beauty trends and hair trends. Okay. <laughs> the theme is many themes. <laughs> There's a ton of themes. The it's so not cool. themed at all. <laughs> it's fashion and beauty yeah. themed, not my cup of tea, plus a few extras. For funsies. Oh, yeah. basically, if you've never listened before, not my cup of tea is where we're going to ask Jordan some questions just about anything and see if it's her cup of tea or not. So the first one is low rise jeans. Mm, not my cup of tea no i just i like the high-waisted yeah yeah it's just way more comfortable comfortable. Mm -hmm. it's so much more comfortable they're not like falling off of you you're not having to hold them when you like bend over yes i don't want anyone to see my cracks yeah yeah totally i'm like i don't need to be britney spears up in this bitch yeah (laughs) paris hilton yeah for real okay the next one is platform flip-flops do you think those are coming back? Or like platform slides? Okay, I have a lot of platform sneakers. Okay. So I would try some. I do want to get some platform Tevas. So I would say my yeah. cup of tea. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. have platform docks sand- yeah. sandals, you know? Yeah. And I'm like obsessed with them. I just love them because they like add two inches immediately and I don't feel so like shrimpy. Yeah. So short. I do feel a little bit powerful in my yeah. platforms. You're like, yeah, you look amazing. Like, I'm tall and powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, next one. Harry Styles in a dress. Oh, my <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> we love it. We went on a whole rant one episode about it. We were like, he looks amazing. Anyone who says differently is wrong, honestly. Yeah, there's like been more than one episode where Nicole's like, wait, I got to stop this. I got to show you this video of Harry Styles. <laughs> I don't even really like Harry happened, Styles like, that much. I was like, you got to see this. I'm like, this will do it for you. And she's like, this isn't doing anything for me. She's like, it's doing nothing for me. I have every, almost every episode we record. I'm like, look at this TikTok of Harry Styles. She's like, I don't. 
I've cried like, over this care. man so many times. <laughs> I'm going to show you a couple of TikToks after this. <laughs> oh my God, thank you. <laughs> I'll She's like, them. God, why did I come here? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm like, this isn't even uh, my podcast anymore. It's a Harry Styles podcast. <laughs> Between me and Jordan, you're out. <laughs> Finest <laughs> always happens with the other person's guest. It does. Every time I have a guest on, them and Jackie team up and they're making their own podcast. So now Jordan and I are starting a Harry Styles podcast. Yeah. Yes. Stay tuned. Please. Um, so much to say. Okay. The next one, we kind of talked about this, but I just love, I love your reaction. So Christian girl fall style. <laughs> uh, not my cup of tea. <laughs> it's not it. Can it's not we, it. It's not it. How do we explain it? How do we explain it? It's like. It's definitely ripped high, jeans high and boots. booties. Yeah. yeah, high boots, even low and boots, sweater. Are fine, but like that skirt with like the buttons in the front. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I don't. I don't the own corduroy the one. The corduroy. I do yeah. have a lot of corduroy pants. Yes. But like the white leg ones, you know, right? Like yeah. the cool ones. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of like brunette Christian girl autumns, and their names are like Michaelin or something, and like <laughs> their hair is like super curled, and yeah. they have that big scarf on. Oh my god, the huge scarf. The huge. Yeah, the, the infinity scarf. Yes. That reminds me of that photo of that woman who's pregnant that like white woman and it's like she has the list of names like right behind her and it's like she like chose like Lacklin or something <laughs> it's like crossing out yeah all the ones that are crossed out are so yeah. bad I don't even know they have a dog or a son named Lacklin yeah yeah like okay that's good yeah it's a good name good choice okay the next one is flared jeans or flared yoga pants not like wide leg like flared you know like 2000 Five, five, yeah. So. Oh, like the like the Victoria's Secret ones, mm-hmm. the ones yeah. that were like flared at the bottom, the, like yeah. flared at the bottom, God. like bell bottoms almost. <laughs> yeah, almost like bell not bottoms. my cup of tea. No. My cup of tea. <laughs> you know what's weird though is that lately those like bell bottom ones have kind of come back, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh my god, like this is really cool. People actually do yoga in these, and it's like. Yeah, that was no. a trend when I was a kid. Like, yeah. I feel so old I don't right like now. that, though, because then the flare part, like, when you're doing, yeah, you like... You catch your foot on yeah, it right. all the time. Doing I yoga, can't do it. If you put your foot up in the air at any point, like, that flare part, like, falls down. Yeah, it just, it's just like, doesn't make sense. This is a really hot take. I actually don't like leggings. Really? Do you like leggings? No, because I always feel like I smell worse when I wear them. That's true. Just, like, yeah. suctions everything yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. honestly so true. I feel like I smell worse, and then... I also feel like kind of claustrophobic. Why? They're so tight on you. Tight. Yeah. 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 yeah, and sometimes if I wear them for too long, I feel like my stomach starts to hurt or something yeah. like that. Oh, so yeah. I used to wear too tight. Yeah. I used to wear leggings to bed, which now I'm like, why? <laughs> oh, so constricting. I'd be wearing those sweats. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. like, sweats. It feels like so tight mm-hmm. on your legs. Okay, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we did that. <laughs> okay, the next one is curtain bangs. Like the trend of curtain bangs. Ooh. I? My cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. You like it's them? Cute. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to try them. I'm trying to grow out my hair right now. Yeah. So we'll see in the summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like curtain bangs because it. a lot of people will wear it just like with their natural hair. Mm-hmm. They don't, it's because it looks cute like that. Like it's supposed to be kind of like, like fringy, sort of messy. Yeah. And so you see more people like wearing that without doing a ton to their hair. They just mm-hmm. don't style it as much, but it looks really cute. Yeah. Like yeah. how like when it gets like it's, fluffy. Yeah. yeah it's it's like so cute. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Chunky sneakers. You said earlier that you like those. Yeah. Yes, my I cup of tea. Yeah. I'm wearing them right now. So. Oh, yeah, cute! Yes. Oh my gosh, I really want some platform sneakers. Yeah, I, I got them at Marshalls them. actually. Oh really? Yeah. That's like yeah. Love me some Marshalls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black hole. TJ Maxx. Yeah. Always a good find. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oversized graphic tees. Mm. Not my cup of tea. No, 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 that no. is a hundred percent my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, I it's would. like a big trend. That's why I put it on. Yeah, there. I just, I don't know. I just have no figure, so I'm like, <laughs> I would just look like, like a small boy. <laughs> yeah, I like that look. You're like, though. this is just a paper bag. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to go for. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to look like small a small boy. boy. Okay, so like small boy aesthetic. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm trying to go for. So that like brings me to my other thing because I was wearing a lot of oversized like graphic tees during the summer, and then I would always wear them over like uh, really tight short bicycle shorts yeah, you know yeah so what do you think bicycle shorts I've never tried it so I kind of feel like I can't say it's not my cup of tea okay. so I but neither. I like how it looks on other people yeah. like with the docks and everything yeah, yeah. oh yeah I don't like leggings but I love bicycle shorts because they're not as constricting because they're like so much smaller you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're so just you cut breathe. off leggings <laughs> yeah. Breathe, yeah. yeah oh okay I sorry I forgot I was going um so yeah we, that's kind of like more of the beauty and trend ones but now we have like kind of some just some random ones yeah how do you feel about snow like are you a snow person 
no, no. I want to get out of here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, ironically, way. I want to go to the East Coast where it's like colder. But yeah. Yeah. I would, in my perfect, I don't know, life, mm-hmm. I would love to be East Coast with no snow. Yeah. That doesn't exist. I mean, because you go does. East Coast, South, more Southern. South. Yeah. Okay. Like, southern. there's like, like very little South Carolina. Snows, it almost never snows mm-hmm. in DC. Oh. Really? It only snows like maybe like two to three times a year tops. Oh, okay. really? But it does get kind of cold. Like, do you just not want cold at all? I just hate the cold. Yeah. yeah it's just, like cold. It sucks. Yeah. Like, I really miss California for that reason because yeah. it's just so nice over there all the time. Why, yeah. why do you want to go to the East Coast? I've never, I've never lived over there. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've gone like everywhere west or like Midwest. But yeah, I've always wanted to like live in Boston or Ooh. New York. But New York's kind of shot right now but definitely mm-hmm. boston yeah yeah, yeah. that boston awesome. looks so cool i would mm-hmm. definitely move there if i was gonna move anywhere oh, around yeah okay next one the kardashians not my cup of tea not your cup of tea, <laughs> your cup of tea. Okay, yeah, so you probably don't care what? about kimye what oh oh yeah <laughs> i mean i say that kimye talks who who i'm i'm indie i don't know <laughs> no. who's who is that i don't know who they are no, I heard on TikTok, like, supposedly Kanye cheated on Jeffree Star. Yeah, or you mean which? Yeah, totally. I love that rumor so much. I don't think it's true, I but I like spreading it. <laughs> to the random old lady in the line. Hey. Yeah. Guess what I heard. Either of those people are. She's like, Spread that who's rumor? Kanye yeah. West? Yeah. That's hilarious. I love saying that. It just seems like it's definitely not true, but, like, if it were, it just, like, change everything. And I, I love Kanye, so... I mean, like, his music, but like, yeah. I just, I just, it would change so much for me. I don't know. I'm just too lazy to, like, look up if this rumor's true, and I'm like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> wait, wait, Kanye, Jeffree Star. Oh, I mean, Kanye. I do want to be promoting misinformation, but <laughs> we love it's all we're trying to do on this podcast. Fake misinformation news. only. Yeah. This is what, Je- <laughs> this is what Jeffree Star said. <laughs> um, me and Kanye have never hung out. This whole thing is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just him saying that it's definitely true. <laughs> Jackie's like, I'm gonna keep He's spreading lying, this stuff. PR agent wrote that. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think, or why it started was because Jeffrey Star has a history of being racist, but then mm-hmm. also like having sex with black men who yeah. used to be with women and like kind of like stealing black men oh. away from their. So women. racist with a sprinkle of fetish. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think that's part of the racism is like that he fetish fetishizes them. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, but also I think he also had some weird like Nazi or KKK stuff. I can't remember. Oh my god! <laughs> Again, could just be spreading more rumors, which is fine. We love Still the rumors. We love the rumors. <laughs> I don't care about rumors about famous people because one, I'm not influential influential enough to make a difference of like people's actual opinion mm-hmm. of these people, and also because I don't care about their lives. I don't yeah. know them, and they brought this on themselves for being in the limelight. Yeah, I'm so. never gonna interact with you, so I don't. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. I don't care. Um, Okay, hot dogs? Not my cup of tea. <laughs> Have you guys seen that video where Snoop Dogg is like narrating how a hot dog is made? Please watch it. I oh my gotta God. watch that. That sounds so good. That sounds yeah, like no. the exact thing that I need in my life. I'm just pulling up right on a Wednesday I'm not, night. I'm not gonna watch it right now, but I'm just gonna type it in here so that I can watch it later. <laughs> All right, text me when you're watching it so I remember too. Okay. Oh, what if we just had a Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg themed podcast? Anyways, okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's all we talk about <laughs> okay. news on them. I'll listen to that one. <laughs> um, That's, that would be a sick one. Okay. Okay. The next one. Cereal. Do you Not like cereal? Cup of tea. No. I'm lactose. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. What kind of milk do you go for then? You know, oat has been hitting oat. different. Oh, yeah. It does. Oh, my gosh. Different. I need to. I feel like I've had oat milk oat. a couple times, but. I always get almond milk. Yeah. And it's so annoying because then I come over and she's like, do you want like me to make you some matcha? Uh, it has to be with water, actually, because <laughs> I, only like, I only have almond milk. Water. Sorry. Yeah. A water matcha does not hit. It's not oh. the same. No. Um, I have a friend who makes cereal with water. No. <gasps> no, just don't eat it. <laughs> no. You don't have to eat it. Don't. Yeah. Oh my God. No one's forcing you. Yeah. Put the no. spoon down. Ooh, oh this God. is a random one. What about those uh, grapes that taste like cotton candy? Okay, I have... Ooh. Actually, I've tried those when I was a nanny. My uh-huh. Are they tea. good? Yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't really taste cotton candy. They were just like yeah. extra sweet. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. They're just oh, extra okay. sweet. Mm-hmm. Or have you ever had a grapple? Like a grape apple? No. Those that are good. amazing. Yeah. I don't know where. I don't know. Maybe those are just like a thing. I just, maybe I was imagining it, but I definitely No, those no, apples. those were because when you said the cotton candy grapes, I was like, oh, and what were those apples? And then you said that and that's what it was. Grapples. Yeah. Yeah. Grapples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last one. Uh, soup. Ooh, my cup of tea. Yeah, you're soup time. person. Oh yeah, I know how to make um, homemade potato soup and Ooh. squash soup, pumpkin Ooh. soup. Big fan. Wow, 
Wow, that sounds so good. We should do a soup night. No. Yes, I would love to. (laughs) I've been like really wanting to get back into soup. (laughs) How did you fall out of soup? It's a good soup. I just, I lost my way. I got off the track. (laughs) I want to get back. I need to get back. You've lost your I need life. to recenter myself and bring soup back into the center of my what life. What soup do you guys want? I'll make it for you. Oh my gosh, potato soup sounds so good. Incredible. Okay, yeah. I love squash soup. Squash Personally, soup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. actually sounds really good, too. That I make, like, my own croutons with them, too. Ooh. Pretty much you just, like, toast your bread, like, super crispy. Yeah, so, that's yeah, I'll sick. put my croutons in there. Uh, yeah. Men, she makes her own croutons. Get I on that. I yeah. those croutons. <laughs> How many ladies in your Cretans. life do you know? <laughs> Cretans. She makes her croutons. Oh my god. Croutons okay. for Cretans. Do we have any more? I have no idea. Oh. Ethan or Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, Ethan or Jeremy, yeah. Which Neither one's your of cup of tea? I don't know. I can't come apart. Whichever one I'm talking to. <laughs> Whichever one's Whichever listening one. to this episode. Yeah. I actually I didn't even mention that, like that's how I know you, but yeah, I met Jordan through my brothers. She's a friend of my brothers, and she came over a lot in high school. And then I think, like, once you came back from L.A., mm-hmm. you came over a few times. And I just remember you specifically because I didn't really like most of my brother's friends at the time, and you were the only one where I was like, she's so nice. Like, Aww. she actually says hi to me and treats me like a person. Aww. I yeah. thought you were so nice. cool. I was like, they're cool older sister. Really? Oh, my yeah. gosh. They were saying the exact opposite. They were like... <laughs> We don't want to hang out there. Now they're like so much better about it. Now they're like, she's cool. No, they weren't cool. <laughs> we are going to wrap it up. But thank you so much for coming on. This was yes. so fun. Such a great episode. And that was a fun um, themed Not My Cup of Tea also. So you can find us on Instagram at So Good So Far Podcast. And you can find... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought you were going to say... You can find me at Nicole Pilgrim. And you can find me at Jackie's Attic. Okay. Um, well, thank you guys so much for having me on. This was super fun. Yes, yeah, it was of so course. fun. Okay, well, we will be back next week. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I guess whatever. I can just look at this. <laughs> Come on, get together. Why am I the dumbest person alive? (laughs) You're fine. You're not the dumbest person alive, just the dumbest person in the room. Yeah, that's true, honestly. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Face stroke. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. You're doing amazing, sweetie.